Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 502. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton. And today I am thrilled to have with us Master Karma and Anxiety Healer, Abby Rohrer. Abby, welcome. I'm so happy to have you here with us. Thanks, Kim. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I would love to hear how you got into what you are doing because I mean, you, you talk about money issues or money, money, money healing, like that's not even the right way to put it. And anxiety healing. I've gone through anxiety myself. But what brought you on this journey? And what makes you so passionate about what you do today? Well, in sometime around 2009, I was working with women who had compulsive behaviors and anxiety. And that work had come out of a transformational healing journey that I had in the mid-90s. And I, I asked Spirit, I, I asked my, I, I prayed basically for help to help my own anxiety and my client's anxiety. And I was shown an energetic way to do that, which blew my mind and Basically, I've been in an inner in an inner process, developing this work for many years, and I've been using it with people around the world for since 2009. And it is, to me, it, it's still mind blowing. <laughs> I'm very passionate about it because it can fairly quickly drain anxious energies out of the nervous system and it can also clear out money blocks and a lot of money blocks are anxiety related but what I call karma is a little bit different than what the average person thinks of as karma and the this kind of energy this karma energy it can bleed into our present lives and it actually contributes to a lot of anxiety. And if you've dealt with anxiety a lot, then you probably recognize that a lot of anxiety lives in your body. It's not just in your head. Oh, no, it made my body hurt and exhausted. Yeah. And it also my experience of anxiety is that it churns up my core and has, you know, when I've dealt with anxiety, I feel it right in my, you know, in my gut, in my solar plexus. And a lot of people feel it right there in their core, like a roller coaster sometimes or, you know, in a, with a lot of different physical sensations. And the work that I do, it drains those physical sensations out of the nervous system so that you can show up clear, and especially for entrepreneurs and business owners, they can show up clear and come into any kind of business money transaction in with a fresh, you know, with a fresh, open and clear mind. And it also clears out money blocks that are energetic that people don't even know that they have. And so 
sometimes those things just completely dissolve and the person can, and, and the money situation just shifts as long as they're in action, right? That's part of this whole thing is, as far as money goes, we need to stay in action in order to see those those wins happen. Abby, how would somebody know to fix the money block if they don't know that it exists? Yeah, there are some signs that somebody's dealing with these kinds of karma challenges. And, and when I say karma, I mean, really anything that is interfering energetically from before right now, from before this moment right now. So here's some here's some questions that I give to people to rec- to help them recognize if something is karma, if karma is bleeding through into their present lives. And it, it, it's some, these are the kinds of questions. So does it keep you stuck? And has it kept you stuck for a really long time? Um, is it a repeating pattern? And is there a theme within the problem that keeps returning over and over again in one form or another? So it's pattern oriented. If you start to notice that you've got a certain pattern where every time this every time you're faced with this particular money challenge, and for some people, it's as simple as I don't want to look at my bank statements. So is there a repeating pattern? And number three is, does it drive you crazy? So do you obsessively worry about it? And, you know, If it seems insurmountable, if it's been cropping up in one form or another for years, these are all signs. And the biggest sign, I think, is, is it illogical? Meaning you've tried all the logical solutions in order to solve the problem and it still doesn't get fixed. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. I want to go back, though, and ask and talk about karma, because when I think of karma, I think of what goes around comes around. Right. So could you explain karma the way that you see it? Yeah. So I see karma in a in a totally different way. To me, it's energy that um, the energy of grievances and things that uh, emotions that we are holding against ourselves. It isn't the universe or God doing this to us. We are actually holding these things against ourselves for whatever reason. You know, maybe we had a a transaction. uh, Let's just talk about money for a minute. Maybe we had some kind of embarrassing or, you know, embarrassing or shameful money thing happen to us when we were three years old, and we're still blaming ourselves for it, for example. Or maybe, you know, in my world, there are energies that happened before we were, you know, before you were Kim, before I was Abby. And those energies bleed into present day and, you know, contribute to this whole anxiety picture and the karma picture that's happening today. So to me, these are, again, just things that we are unable to let go of energetically. And they kind of build up and contribute to what's happening in our present day lives. So I work with some clients who do past life regression work. And I'm not saying that this is necessarily past life regression, but I know that, you know, the grievances that my husband and I have faced financially, before even our three youngest 
we're around. We could be um, deflecting, reflecting forward onto them. Don't do this because this happened. Is that, could that be similar to what you're talking about or even be a part of that we're taking on the preconceived notions from others? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought that up. So my work is very different. Uh, I just want to mention my work is very different from regression. We stay with my work, I, we stay out of story as much as possible. So we don't go back and explore past life stuff. But you're talking about what I call lineage karma. So there's definitely there are definitely messages that we get from our families, right from our parents. Um, and those are all part of this picture. And there are also energies that come through through our lineages. You know, we we are, you know, it's part and parcel of kind of the soup that we're swimming in, right? As humans on planet Earth, we basically we are we're feeling energies all the time, even even when we don't acknowledge it. So we pick up on other people's energies and other people pick up on our energies. And a lot of times what we do is we try to protect our kids, right? And we do the best that we can to give them the tools that we know, right? So when you're talking to your kids about money, you know, and and whatever messages you're bringing with that, you may be bringing some of that past stuff, right? You've learned a lot in your life and you want to impart that knowledge onto them. But sometimes it's not knowledge worth imparting. Like it's, it's our own biases. Sure. Well, we all do that as parents, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. we, we all do that even when we're not parents. We bring our biases. Mm-hmm. And you know, I call those biases at in on some level. We are we adapt. We we make adaptations in our perspectives based on what's happened in the past, right? And so, when these energies are cleared out, we can show up fresh in the moment and really be in the present, and and not have to bring those biases forward with us. Oh, I love that. I, as a child, I remember my mother, when money would come in, the money had to go right back out again. And not, I don't even necessarily mean bills, but it was almost like, let's, let's see if we can spend it before anybody else takes it out of the account. Mom, I'm sorry, I don't mean to pick on you at all. But that carried forward with me. You know, let's, let's make sure that we spend this before people like the bill collectors take it. And that went on for the longest time. And I realized that every time my husband, my current husband and I were getting large lumps of money in, like tax returns or what have you, we were spending it a lot of times on unnecessary crap, part of my mouth, just to make sure that we spent it on what we wanted to. But then we would, almost like lottery winners who go bankrupt, you know, we would find ourselves in a worse situation than we were before we got that lump sum of money. Right. Yeah, it's so hard, right, to, we, we, you're talking about the messages we take in as kids, and also they turn into our kind of autopilot ways of, of dealing with life. And 
learning about money karma does and clearing that karma and clearing our fears around money, we can again have a fresh start. We can just have a fresh start and come into those transactions in a really easy, clean way. What are some simple ways? And I obviously we want people to work with you further on this, but for listeners who may be struggling right now, do you have a few easy ways that they could start to clear the karma? Yeah, I have some really simple tips. Obviously, clearing karma is, uh, and I do teach people how to do this for themselves, but it's an energy healing process. And so there's extra stuff that I have to do in order to help them to learn to do it themselves and actually be successful in doing it themselves. It's fairly simple, but it just takes some one-on-one time. Um, So my first tip would be to decline all the invitations to go into fear around money. So we are bombarded every day with invitations to go into fear about money. And we take those things on and we could look at them as if, oh, there's an interesting invitation, just like There's an interesting invitation to meet someone at a restaurant tonight, but I don't really feel like doing that. So we can look at it just like that and just decline that invitation, which would be as easy as saying in your own mind, I decline this invitation to go into fear around money right now. And then say it is done, which kind of lets the universe know that I have declared this and it's, you know, I, I mean it. And another thing that we can all do is to release what the energies that we're carrying that don't belong to us. So you might be, you know, we all might have a situation where we're actually carrying somebody else's money fears or somebody else's money karma. And one thing that the listeners can do is just go ahead and release what it doesn't belong to you. Would you like me to take you through that process real fast? Yes, would be an understatement. (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, so just go ahead and in your mind, ask your higher self or your spirit to gather up all the energy of let's say, money karma or money fear that doesn't belong to you. Just gather it all up and compress it into a ball or a box. So just take a second and and do that. And let me know when you have it. I have it. Okay, great. Now, with force... Just go ahead and grab that ball or that box, whatever it is, whatever shape it is, and throw it up to the sky or to the universe or to God, whatever works for you, and say, it is done. It is done. Awesome. Well, you, you, do you feel any differently about money there? I saw firecrackers in the sky. That's interesting. Well, um, it's it's interesting, Abby, be, for me because I work with clients a lot of the time working in their own marketing funnels, and 
a lot of the time they're coming to me because they feel the pressure to start bringing money into their business right now, right? Like they're in a place of scarcity mode. They're seeing all these other people supposedly making money all over the internet. They want to be doing the same and they're just getting all types of external pressure, which is then put on a me, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So that's what just got gathered up. And my kids have been watching Transformers lately. So that's what I, I had a box, listeners. I just want to put that out there. I had the little, whatever the particle box is from Transformers. I was like, it, it is it is done. That is not my money karma. Whoa. Yeah, feels so much. I can breathe better. Right. It's interesting. It's such a simple exercise and people really notice the difference. So when I'm working with somebody often there are layers between the layers that I'm clearing out energetically. There are these layers that have to be released from energies that just aren't, don't belong to us. I was working with somebody yesterday in in one of the group programs that I run and she had a bad headache. I think she said her headache on a scale of one to 10 was like, I don't know, an maybe a seven or an eight. And it ha- she'd had it for a week. And at some point through the process, which didn't last very long, didn't take very long, I directed her to release what wasn't hers about the issue that was connected to this. And when she did it, her headache, it just started to dissolve. It, it went from like a seven, I think it was a seven to a three immediately. So at least half of that headache that she had been carrying for a week had to do with, it was really her husband's, and at least in part, it was her husband's energy that she was carrying. Mm. And it really doesn't matter whose energy it is. We're, we can be energetic sponges. And so this is a good thing to do, you know, once a day, gather up all the energy that you might have taken on that just doesn't belong to you and release it. Yeah. I found throughout building my business that my clients' fires were becoming my emergencies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I never thought about doing a daily practice. I, I, I never even thought about a weekly or monthly practice. But letting my clients' fires just be doused. They're not my emergencies. I will do my best to help them in any way that I can without breaking myself or burning myself down. But I love this. I'm going to... I am going to have to start doing that every day because it's easy by the end of the day to feel like my shoulders are all up up in a knot. My stomach just doesn't even want to eat anymore. To be totally honest, I just want to drink a whole lot. No, listeners, I'm not an alcoholic, but there are some days that I'm just like, oh, everything can be going great in my business. But by taking on all of the energy of my clients, it's just like it's it's gray hair making. That's all I can say about that. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing. You don't really have to like try to puzzle your way through or have a conversation with somebody to try to work it out. You just gather up what isn't yours and release it. So that's just such a fast, simple thing that anybody can do anytime. You could even teach it to your kids. Oh, yeah. Well, sometimes I need to release my kids' energy. (laughs) Yeah. So the I would have to imagine that anxiety healing can very often be connected to the money healing that is necessary. 
Absolutely. Yes. And, and one can feed into the other. Right. Yeah. A lot of people who have money challenges are, it's, it is anxiety. And it's simple anxiety, meaning, it, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily have to, you know, like clear out a lot of karma in order to have money wins. Really what they need to do is get that anxiety drained out of their nervous system. But when I'm working with people, what I find is that I'm shown, you know, a layer of this. And, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like a it has many ingredients sometimes. So sometimes there's a layer of fear and then there's a layer of some kind of karma. And then there's a layer to be released of energies that, you know, that don't belong to them. But um, this work basically just drains the literal sensations out of the nervous system so that you can just come to peace. And when you're at peace, you can make better money decisions. You can, you know, if you're a business owner, you can make better decisions about who to hire, about what services you need, because there's not so much chatter and disruption in the nervous system that stops you from moving yourself forward with ease. Oh my gosh, I am in no place to create content or otherwise when I am anxiety ridden. Like the, there will be those nights that I, I'm putting all the pressure on myself to keep on creating, creating, creating. And it feels horrible. And some nights I realize I just need to go to sleep. Because it's just not going to happen. And you're exactly right. Like the most horrible decisions come out of making decisions in that place. Right. Because what's happening is it's really our fears that are making the decisions. You know, we're not showing up as our best selves. We don't feel like our best selves. And so our decisions are coming from that adaptive place as opposed to the place where they would come. If we felt clear and confident and, you know, and grounded, right? Anxiety gives you the feeling like I'm just, I am not grounded now. I'm flying around somewhere in my head. Absolutely. I, I'm, I'm over here laughing a little bit, not at the dog who's trying to chime into the conversation, but I actually had purchased a program earlier this week. It was to go to yet another live event. It would have been my fourth trip in a month and a half. I mean, talk about anxiety. And my husband, I think, was about to lose it. And then I realized it just really isn't the right person that I need to be learning from or the right time because I already have a lot going on. And it also isn't congruent with my goals. So I, I approached the person and said I, I needed to cancel the deposit. I hadn't even gone through yet. And I love how you said that I just need to release it and it is done delete the delete the email in many circumstances because the person actually came back and told me that my life is a mess and that I need it more than anything and with with the type of marketing that I prefer to do I would never dream of telling anybody that mm -hmm. like it was just so feel bad and and I almost felt like that person's own money anxiety was coming through to me like really you're going to talk to me like that and you think that's going to help me change my mind 
to go forth with this? So I've been over here laughing about it and still be mulling about it. But while you were telling, you know, how we could do that, I just imagine that email going goodbye. It is done. I'm not going to give any more thought about it. That is really great. Also, what's really great is that you made the decision to take care of yourself. And I think so often in, in terms of take care of yourself so that you don't add this, it's not the right thing for you. But so often when we're dealing with these anxieties and especially anxieties in business over money, we think we go to the logical step, right? Maybe I need this event or maybe this next sales script is going to solve this problem for me. Or maybe this other program, like a vision board program or something. And so we try to take all these logical steps. But when there's when these energies are going on, these money karma energies and these kinds of sensations in our in our bodies, those logical steps have a far less chance of working well for us. They have a far less lower chance of breaking us through whatever karmic patterns and anxiety patterns that we have been struggling with. So just for the listeners, if you find that you're taking a lot of actions that are logical and they seem to make sense, but they're actually not solving your problem, you could be having these other kinds of energies that are bleeding into your bleeding into your business, bleeding into your life, and that need to and can get cleared out. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I mean, I, I find myself when I'm when I've got more anxiety making to do lists that are 20 items long. But when the anxiety when I allow it to clear my I mean, my to do list for today has three items on it. And I know they're all very realistic. And they're gonna they're gonna help with what I'm with with that four month goal that I'm working on. And if I get those three done, then I may or may not add one more. But I'm allowing myself the space and peace and grace to choose whether or not I'm going to do that one more thing. Who do you love working with the most, Abby? Like, I know that's like asking me to choose which one of my kids is my favorite. But what are you especially passionate about supporting your clients with? Yeah, so I've... (laughs) I'm laughing at the question a little bit just because I seem to pretty much fall in love with all my clients. And but I love, love to help women entrepreneurs to break through their anxiety and money blocks because uh, and, and specifically women entrepreneurs who are in action, because otherwise we you know, otherwise, you're not necessarily going to see the big results that some of my most successful clients have had. So I love to work with women entrepreneurs who just really are passionate about their own businesses, and about what they do and really want to make a big difference in the world. And also have a big vision for the kind of money that they want to make. And They've, they've taken actions. They're not brand new to the game. They have, 
you know, they probably have a six-figure business and they want to grow it, but it has plateaued some. Or they might be feeling like suddenly they're at a point where they're really worrying about money a whole lot, even though logically they might not, they can't see a reason why they're so worried about money. Or they might be struggling with anxiety in some other way. And yeah, those are the women I like to work with. And I also work with men and I have men in my groups and I love working with them too. It's just that I have a special affinity for working with women. (laughs) Do you see any common themes that really get women stuck? Yes. So one common theme that gets women stuck a lot is that we're so we are empathetic, right? And we want to people and you know, women more than anybody probably benefit from releasing what isn't ours. Right? Yes, yes. And yes, yes. again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And women also, I think, often, uh, may, or maybe more often than men, in, you know, in what I see, take on what I call limitations in terms of not necessarily wanting to shine brighter than my mother or my sister or my best friend or my spouse. So those kinds of things can also get cleared out pretty quickly. And, you know, they're worried about losing somebody else's love or attention if they start to shine brighter. And I think, you know, as women, I grew up with with three sisters, so we weren't necessarily raised in a culture where we celebrated each other's wins. And I think we see that in general sometimes in the culture where women have a hard time sometimes celebrating one another's wins and supporting one another in, you know, in getting bigger and shining brighter. So, yeah, that's where I see a lot of challenges in terms of women. Wow. Yeah, I can feel that. As a mom of five, I've gotten used to putting the band-aids on, you know, kissing the owies, putting the band-aids on and helping them feel better. And there's so often that as an empath, I've, I feel like that's what I'm working to do with my clients too. you know, kiss the owies, put the band-aid on and help them feel better. But that's taking on so much of myself. I didn't go in to this business to become a therapist, but it all sometimes gets dumped here. Yeah, I I can see that because when you're trying to help them, for example, build a funnel, you know, what happens is in the entrepreneurial journey, it's such a, I think it's the greatest, you know, if you let it be the greatest spiritual school on the planet, it will be because in the process of just trying to, to put a funnel in place, all of some all of someone's fears can show up right all of their resistance can show up and you know so as an entrepreneur it's really it it really can be a place where we can grow hugely but you know uh, i can understand that when you're you know when you're working with someone who just wants to help you put a funnel in place and all that stuff is coming up in your face. Uh, 
it's challenging for your vendor, right? It's a it's a very challenging place. And I I've struggled with that myself at times. And so it's amazing to have these tools to use for yourself, right? So maybe you could teach your clients how to release what doesn't belong to them if it seems appropriate. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what I've encountered. And I, I do want to see my clients reach the next level. I definitely do. But they're, sometimes I just want to build a wall. But this is, I, I'm feeling like a, I'm a being a little bit cold this episode just because I'm letting more of what goes on behind the scenes sometimes in my feelings, especially in the place of stress and anxiety show out. But maybe that's well, not maybe. I, I know it was necessary. So thank you for pulling out more than I would normally share about the stress behind the scenes. I I fall in love with my clients too. And just the same as, you know, I'm madly in love with my husband, but when he's going through a moment of stress and anxiety, I can feel it. Like when he's in a bad mood, I'm in a bad mood. And I've let him know, you know, you need to go back to the right, you need to go back to bed, get out of bed on the other side of the bed. And let's start this day over again. Because you meaning my husband, have the power, you know, even if you're not trying to wield it, to affect my mood more than anybody else on this planet right now. So I need you to work with me here. I wonder yeah. how I can express that to my clients. <laughs> maybe maybe pretty directly like you do with your husband. You know, I think that it's simpler if we just, you, you know, you show up with him, with him being really truthful about what's what's happening in your experience and maybe maybe you could bring some of that also into working with your clients so to help them become more aware of you know of what they're carrying around and, and bringing into the interaction I just want to know how this got shown to you because that it's a whole different world to me yeah I came out of that transformational healing journey in the mid '90s. I didn't mention this, but I, at the time, I healed a 27-year compulsive behavior of my own, and then a self-help program poured out of me, and I began to work with other women with compulsion and anxiety. And it, you know, as I said in 2009, I was looking for better and faster ways to help my clients and myself, in that journey, what happened is that I freed myself from that behavior, but I, and that I experienced such freedom and such lightness that I wanted to bring that into every area of my life. And so I stayed on that healing path. And I began to journal pretty um, consistently. I journaled for, you know, over a decade. And I was also working with these women and I I saw their struggles and I so wanted to help them. And as a longtime journaler, I got used to allowing information to flow through my arm and my hand through the pen onto the paper. And one day I was allowing whatever came to come and I was given some statements And I had no idea what they meant. But I had been asking pretty consistently for help to help myself and my clients to move forward faster and easier. 
And I set them aside for a few days because I didn't know what they meant. And a few days later, I woke up in a very big pit of, I'd say, the biggest pit of depression that I had ever felt. And it felt like I had about 10 heavy wet woolen blankets over the top of my head. And I had a pretty big toolbox at the time of self-help tools. I had um, I had developed a lot of tools for myself in my, you know, in my own process, and they worked really well, and my clients were using them successfully. But I started to, you know, ask intuitively, can I pull myself out of this pit with, you know, with this tool or that tool that I was used to using? And the answer kept being no, no, that won't work. No, that won't work. No, that won't work. And so finally, kind of in desperation, I said, well, you know, can I free myself from this? And does it have anything to do with these statements that I wrote a few days ago? And I got yes. And so I just basically read these statements to myself. And I felt myself energetically lifted out of that pit. And I was smiling. It was, it was the most amazing experience. Um, And that's why I say, this work is very mind blowing to me, because I've had such powerful healing experiences with it myself. And then I, when I'm working with someone else, and I, I can I see that their anxiety about this particular issue just melts away and they can move forward as though it never happened or it was a nightmare that happened 10 years ago, like it's faded out. They Sometimes people can't even remember what the it challenge was that was so painful for them. So it came to me through a journaling process and through prayer and journaling. Wow. And are prayer and journaling two of the processes then that you take your clients through? Actually, no. Um, um, what I take my clients through, oh, I, I bring all those self-help tools, of course, and use them wherever they might be appropriate. And I think, I think journaling is an amazing process. So I, I think all those things are really, really great. But the process that I do with my clients is really to get in there and say, you know, what is it either either what's the thing that's causing you the most pain right now? Let's work on that. Or what goal would you like to clear the clear out the path to? So sometimes we're clearing toward a big goal, and sometimes we're clearing out whatever is causing the pain. Um, and and that very concretely with a healing, you know, healing after healing, like layer by layer, we're clearing out what causes somebody to, say, have anxiety at a 10 about looking at their um you know, looking at their bank statement or looking at their sales this month and bringing that to absolute peace in their nervous system step or five steps forward that they never would dream of before because the energy was so, you know, they were so nervous that they couldn't do it. So, for example, um, 
I worked with a realtor one day and she was telling me that her um, she had to go meet a prospect. And every time before she went out to meet a prospect, she was so riddled with anxiety. It was horrible for her. And her business was really struggling as a result of this. And so we cleared that out. And that actually for her, it cleared out really pretty quickly. And she went out, met with the met with the prospect. It went really well. And I checked with her a few months later and she said it was still amazingly good. And, you know, it's just incredible when you can help somebody to move forward in ways that they just couldn't before. I'm picturing, and this might sound very inappropriate, but when you were saying clearing the path, or, and all I can think of is, for some people, it might be like a, a huge snow bank. But for me, it looks like a big pile of manure on a farm. And I need to, <laughs> I need to shovel my path through it. And it, sometimes it's just really ridiculously stinky work that you just don't want to do, but you have to. Yeah. And, you know, the, the thing about the work that I do is that we very rarely have to go into any kind of like digging up the past. That isn't even part of what I do. We're really just clearing the energetically clearing these layers so that we there isn't a lot of pain involved and it's very, you know, it's, it's really easy for a client because they're not doing the healing. I'm doing the healing. So they just show up and, you know, pretty much I ask them, you know, how, how challenging is this, is this, or how big is the gap between where you are today and where you want to get? How do you protect yourself from taking on other people's energy? I, well, I use the releasing what isn't mine process. Mm -hmm. And I also have, I've put into place some energetic protection that's ongoing. So I don't deal with that a whole lot. And yeah, it's, it works well. I didn't even know about energy protection until just about a month and a half ago. And I've been doing that for myself, which I feel somewhat... Listeners, please pardon the cat in the background. She's going to drive me crazy, but I want to get this thought out. That in, I, With my own religious and spiritual beliefs, sometimes it's, it's challenging for me. But even with my religious beliefs, I realize I have the right to protect myself from the drama and the anxiety of others. So just recently I went to see my family on a state and I realized that I really had to had to get my protection on. I mean, you need to protect yourself from STDs if you're going to have sex. You also need to protect yourself from the drama if you're going to be around drama-ridden people. So right. I got my protection on and I got through the trip with without breaking down, which was amazing. I love my family, don't get me wrong. But sometimes there's just a lot of unnecessary drama that takes place. So I love that you brought that up. And I also love that you brought or said that it's relatively painless because for me, sometimes just visualizing the future is just so scary and, and trying to carve out that path. But I am sure it's just the, the blocks between me and there. Oh, I'm so intrigued. I am so intrigued. Abby, where can listeners find you online, connect and get 
to know more about what you do? They can find me at my website at abbyroar.com. And that's A-B-B-Y-R-O-H-R-E-R.com. Oh, thank you so much. And they can even watch some healing videos, some, some kind of demo healing videos there. Listeners, the links will be in the show notes, which you can find at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP502. Abby, I'm so intrigued. I can't wait to have more conversations with you. So thank you so much. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm seriously am going to just start releasing the, the anxiety and the, the, the karma of my clients every day before I start working with them and after my workday is through. And I know it's going to be life-changing. So thank you so much again. You're welcome. Do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you could share with listeners? I would love to share my money karma quiz, my free money karma quiz with with your listeners. And they can basically take this quiz and find out if they're struggling with money karma. And that's at moneykarmaquiz.com. So that's a really good way for them to find out if what they're dealing with in terms of their money challenges might be karmic. And also, I just want to encourage your listeners to to also consider that they don't have to carry this stuff around with them forever. This technology really works and it's it is painless. So we don't have to go back and and dig so much up from before in order to be free. Anxiety can be so challenging. And I just want to encourage people to, to not have to carry that around forever. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Positive Productivity Podcast. When I'm not podcasting, I'm supporting six to seven figure business coaches with their marketing automation and entrepreneurs like you through my coaching and mastermind programs. I want to invite you to visit thekimsutton.com to learn how I can help you take your business to the next level.